Welcome to your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Wow, that's how it should be right there, folks. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. You're so bright and airy, we had, to, we had to make you small. I love being diminished and being put in the corner. Nobody it's, puts baby in the, the corner. It's the best. It's the best. Um, <clears throat> happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. How was your birthday? I hope you got everything you wanted. It was great. Yeah. Was it? I, uh, yeah, I got... I got to relax and um, yeah, honestly, it was, it was a lot of fun. Got to have a little bonfire on the beach with some, with some close friends, you know, with my best friends. Wow. <laughs> it's so weird. Cause I have such good friends in on the outer banks, like rich and Josh and, um, and such good friends in Nashville too. Uh, like Zach and a bunch of other, a bunch of our other friends. So it's weird to not like celebrate in person with you guys, but man, I feel great for 47 47 you look you look great for 47 we were on a live last thursday and i called him 47 and people were like wow you look great for 47 mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> sheila hey, at least, you, at least you wavy were- in the corner i love it Ooh, nice I, I one thing i will mm-hmm. say too it was like really fun at the book release party or like and josh wood my best friend and i'm just sitting there like whoa whoa I mean, look at that studio, man. You got that is a fully working photo studio. I know it's been a dream of yours, but it's a dream of mine to see that thing finally. Get Here, let me use. let me see if I can diminish you. Does that? Yeah, there, there we is. go. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't want to. I think this light ran out of battery. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got a bunch of stuff like all like all the um, the gear. Look at all that lighting. Do you, do you even know how to use all that lighting gear without me in town? <laughs> I do know how to use that lighting gear. Um, yeah, fortunately I have awesome, awesome folks to help set it up for shoots, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited and, and Rich, we're actually teaching lighting, um, in a few weeks from now and I'm actually really excited about that. Heck yes, we are. Um, so as somebody like David, how many, did you ever go to workshops? You were like a Mr. Intern working with Jeremy Cowart and really good people. Did you ever attend workshops? I did. Um, I don't think I ever attended a lighting workshop other than maybe going to a photo conference and like seeing people demo stuff. But, um, but yeah, I took like editing workshops with Jared Platt, who's still phenomenal Lightroom teacher that Zach and I learned a lot of stuff back like 12 or 13 years ago from, um, but yeah, as far as lighting stuff, no, he doesn't, he doesn't age that, that man, that man doesn't age. Last time I saw him, I was like, Oh, Jared Platt like looks the same. He's looked the same for the last like 30 years. He does, man. He does. Um, yeah, no, he's, well, he's, a, he's a great, great, great dude. What's up? The, the interesting thing is, is like pre me working with David Monar, that's I, that my only workshop I ever ran aside from piggybacking off your coattails was lighting workshop. Me and Moser did some lighting workshops. Yeah. Um, and I, and I will say this, an interesting segue, um, Lighting workshops are great and they're fun because they're achievable if you follow like rules and like recipes. Like if you do this, this, and this, then your picture is going to look like this. Because um, we're doing a workshop in a couple of weeks where we're teaching natural light portraiture, we're teaching studio lighting, and we're teaching business in a three-day workshop. And I imagine the lighting workshop will probably be the 
best because when you take it, you're kind of like, oh, like there's like a really aha moment. Yeah, um, I'm actually really excited about that. Hey, real quick, we, we can talk more about lighting and stuff. We can even do some lighting yeah. tips here. But um, but yeah, let's let's talk about a giveaway. We're going to give away th- three things today. Okay. Um, we're going to give away. So I know I knew you guys may be sick of me talking about it, right? But we have a new book <laughs> that I poured a lot of work into. And we're going to give away this signed copy of the book. I don't know if you guys can see that. Make sure it's uh, yeah, it's too bright over there. But we're going to give away this signed copy. What is that? It's a convex lens. Uh, we're going to give away this signed copy of the book to one person who shares this live, this uh, Facebook Live podcast right there. And we're going to give away two 128 gigabyte memory, memory cards. cards. So that. three things. Two winners of memory cards. One winner of a signed book will mail... Dave Olson says, holy crap, you wrote a book. Yeah. Dave, Dave. Olson is recently engaged. While yeah, he is. And did you see her? Yeah. I was like, wow, she said yes to him. Like she said, like I was, I was, he either Dave, you're good, has you're a, a lot of money guy. or yeah, has a lot of money or takes really good pictures. Um, yeah. yeah, we, so we're coming up. Let's just let you guys know. We're coming off a huge giveaway. We gave away yeah. five cameras. We gave away five cameras. It was mind blowing. Yeah. And some of them are here. We gave, we got to give Kavita a Canon RP, which like rocked my socks off. I was so excited to give her a camera. Um, and a, a bunch of other people want cameras, hard drives, and stuff. So we just love giving stuff away. We're starting off this podcast with if you share it, you have a chance to win a book, a signed copy of the book. We're going to call that prize three. And then the other two better prizes, which are two memory cards. So. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Not, nah, nah, I'm excited, man. Hey, you guys, um, you guys have blown me away um, recently because um, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys already have a copy of the book, Sheila and signed. Um, but we, like, one of the things I was, I was like, I asked people to like post an honest review on Amazon this past weekend. My birthday was on Friday, and I was like, can you guys help me get to 200 reviews? Um, by Friday, or like, you know, for my birthday. And it's, it's mind blowing. Um, y- y'all, let me see if I can share my screen really quick. Without breaking the internet. Yeah. Well, when you don't have 2,700 people on, it's a little bit easier. Um, I mean, like unbelievable. You guys got it to 221 five. Well, not all five star. I do have, I do have a couple of one star reviews from this same person sorry my bad i just said yeah I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like it yeah it was like the photos are great and the book's great but you retold the same story in here that i've heard before so i'm going to give it a one-star review i was like okay sweet good <laughs> <laughs> i guess i made someone mad or well that actually probably legitimizes um, it like you know what i mean like if yeah. they're all five star like i'm all about that yeah there's no there's a four-star rating in there and i appreciate that i respect that um i think it's great we all can't so, but fine. anyways you, anyways, you get you guys blew me away. Thank y'all so much from the bottom of my heart for grabbing a copy of the book, for leaving a review. Y'all are y'all are incredible. Uh, Stacy Horn says waiting on her signed copy. That's awesome. So y'all are y'all are incredible. Thank y'all so much for that. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna give away a signed copy of the book and two hundred and twenty-eight yes. gigabyte memory cards here on this podcast in just a few minutes. Just for and, fun. Yeah. Should we talk more about this this workshop that we're doing? Well, let's. Um, like I said, it's a three-day workshop. We're giving, we're, we're, we're doing a three-day workshop. 
we're doing natural light portraiture on day one, studio light day two, and then all about the business and making money on day three. Um, so this is the first time we've paired together these specific three workshops. I'm all about doing more workshops. I'm a workshop guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there's something beautiful about being hands-on and somebody telling you that one little thing to change and you're like, oh, it all makes sense. So that's that's it. That's what we're doing. And I couldn't be more pumped to do it. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I bought my plane ticket, so I'm actually coming now, just so you know, David. Like, it, it's for sure. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Hey, um, yeah, so I'm going to actually – I don't know if you guys have actually seen this, but I have my portfolio. I need to update it um, yeah, on here, but we're going to be teaching a lot of this stuff. Like, here's a shot I did of Angie Harmon. This is all natural light. I'm going to show you guys some natural light stuff that we're going to be we're gonna be teaching you guys. Um, here's a shot of Angie. This is all natural light. So we, we teach you how to find beautiful natural light. By the way, there's not any – Actually, I don't know if there's any retouching on this photo. She's a beautiful woman, but look how beautiful the light is. Mm. And uh, we're going to be teaching that. Let me see if I can find. This is not natural light. This will be some of the studio lighting tricks that we'll teach you guys. Um, can you get me a six-pack like that? Yes. Um, just ask, ask uh, Dr. Chelsea Ask. Uh, Ax. Sorry. Chelsea Abs. Um, just ask Chelsea Abs. Chelsea Abs. That's awesome. So we'll be teaching lighting stuff like this, lighting stuff like this. Uh, that's studio lighting. This is Look studio at that lighting where, yeah, we over, where we overpower the sky. We'll be teaching stuff like this. We'll be teaching how to shoot stunning, powerful portraits like this with lighting. For those of you guys who don't know, I had a whole career of shooting in-studio portraits of, uh, of different bands and all sorts of stuff. So here's a, here's a natural lighting trick that we'll be showing you as well. Um, this is in the middle of the day. So if you have to shoot in the middle of the day, you can do that. Um, really cool studio lighting stuff. Let me show you some of the men in my portfolio. Yes, please. Um, yes. Um, yeah. So Rich was actually here for this shoot. He helped me, helped me light this stuff. Um, and, uh, so that was the, when, can we, when are we allowed to show the new stuff? Is that like, what, like what's the rules on that? Yeah. I need to, I need to talk to them, but we're going to be teaching you guys all of this lighting stuff here. <clears throat> um, this is really fun. The band skillet, uh, Miss Skylar Dixon. This is natural light actually with Matthew West. And um, this was a lot of fun with Colton. Actually, let me show you one of my favorite shots where we overpowered the sun of Mr. Next, Colton Dixon. Ne next to some storage units. <laughs> next to some storage. This is actually at the airport. <clears throat> but here's, here's a really cool lighting trick that we're gonna be teaching in the afternoon section of day two of the workshop. So day two is off camera flash. We're not, just, just to be clear, we're not teaching speed lights, we're teaching strobes. So the, the big strobes, the big lighting and stuff that you see in the background of my studio, we're gonna be teaching you actual strobes, how to use them in the studio, and then we're gonna be going outdoors um, and teaching you guys some dramatic lighting stuff outdoors. So you can you can overpower the sun. Like, the, for instance, this sky right here was actually kind of a light blue. And this is not Photoshop. This is actually all done inside the camera. So we're going to be teaching you stuff like that. Um, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm really excited about that. Epic. But day one is about natural light portraits. And day two is going to be about studio lighting. And then day three... Is going to be taught by the business master, Mr. Zach Gray. Um, and I'm sure Rich and I will have a lot of there as well. We've got Josh Blick in the background that just came in here. Uh, <laughs> Get to work. Uh, yeah. 
but anyways, the pay to shoot business breakthrough is Friday as well. And so Rich, Rich informed me that we've opened up five more seats to the workshop. They I'm sent an email letting... from me that said, we opened up five more seats. And I was like, oh, we did? And they, People and were so asking anyways, about they... we have We have all these new students and they were like, I could go to a workshop. I was like, let's do it. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's fun. Um, and what's cool is we're going to have you and me and Josh and Zach all there. So it'll be great to be able to break up into groups of four or five people, maybe five or six people each to be able to do like to each have a, you know, an expert instructor to be able to teach, um, you know, the, the, like the breakout groups and sessions and stuff like that. So it's going to be, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited about that. It's going to be good. Who's coming flashy. to the workshop? I know there's a bunch of you guys. I know Steve Weibel is going to come to the workshop. <laughs> Yeah, we need it. We need it. He's going to be my main assistant. Everything that I usually do, I'm going to be like, Steve, go for it, little buddy. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Do we have a link if anyone else wants to join the workshop for us? We are opening up five more seats. Yeah, let me get that to the team to post. I sent it to you, right? Yeah, it's davidmolner.com forward slash Nashville, I believe. I don't know if I can post this here. Let me see if I can. Looks like I can. Oh, there we go. I see it. Yep, so that's the link. Okay, sweet. So if you want to join us and have a breakthrough in your lighting, your portraits, uh, whether it's natural light, studio light, and also a business breakthrough, then join us in Nashville. It's going to be awesome. Do it. Come hang out in, in the Linnea studio. is coming. Yep. The Westlight studio where David took a lot of those pictures you saw. That's exactly where we're doing it. Yeah. So it is in Nashville. Lola is asking. Um, Ashley Hamilton is coming. Mel Cecere is going to be there. That's awesome. Don Latour is going to be there. Julie Simonis is going to be there. Um, so yeah. And then all of the, all of the info, sorry, I actually hid that another one. Uh, Bridget, all of the info is on, on that link that we just featured in the comments, which is here um, on davidmoller.com forward slash Nashville tickets. Does that one actually work? I, I don't know. Because Nashville, Nashville. Forward, slash, forward slash Nashville is the one that, that did work. So hopefully that one works too. We'll find out in a second. Just back, <laughs> back up the word tickets. Uh, probably. We have, we have so many links to so many places. Sissy Williams uh, is coming. Ooh, nice. If you're coming, what are you most excited to learn? Um, I, I really like business because what Zach can teach you can like take this hobby, this thing that like seems really fun. Like maybe people don't take you seriously yet. Maybe you're just like making a hundred bucks here and there. And it seems like weird and you're not like uh, workshops are places where things come together. Um, and the camaraderie, the camaraderie of the group can like really just kind of project you forward. Um, Zach spent most of his career teaching business workshops. Like that was like what he did. That's why we brought him on as our business guy. So be excited to learn about portraits with people off camera lighting and learning business all about the business. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is we're going to be teaching the lighting workshop with the actual lighting um, that we recommend. So in there, there are affordable, like a lot of times in the past, it's been like, well, Hey, there's a more affordable light, but this lighting that we're going to be teaching the workshop with is our Godox lighting, which is actually really incredible. So we'll be showing you with gear that we actually recommend that's very affordable. Cause when Rich mm. and I started out, honestly, the lighting was really expensive, you know, like it was you can expensive get an incredible, and it didn't work. It didn't work very well. Yeah, you can get yeah. incredible like strobes for you know 150 bucks now. Uh, whereas back in the day, it was closer to a thousand dollars per strobe. And then you also you could to you could get a really crappy and... yeah you could get a really crappy strobe for 600 bucks when we were doing it. Like that gave you like 
a bear, like almost bare bulb. You could like change it to like full power or half power. Remember those days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was crazy. So the, you guys have actually, you have a great, it's a, a great, great time. It's a great time to get, you know, it's like, you know, when TVs first came out, you got a, you know, 35 inch TV for a thousand bucks, but now you can buy a 60 inch TV for 200 bucks. So it's one of those things as technology gets better, it gets also less expensive. So we're excited to teach you some things. If you're coming, let me know what, when you're coming and let me know what camera you're bringing. Um, Cause I'm bringing all the, the triggers that make all the flashes work and all that good stuff. So and the jokes that will trigger you as well. Yes. Uh, he does that to me all the time. Sissy Williams asked, do we need to bring our own strobes? You do not. You are welcome to bring them to Nashville. But honestly, it may be more complicated if we... We'll, we'll, we will have strobes for each of our groups, our breakout groups. Yep. If you have we'll a trigger we'll, and receiver, bring it. But strobes, yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah. But anyways, we, we, uh, we will have strobes. And what we'll do is we'll break out into three or four different groups. So we have some small groups. So we'll do the teaching, you know, whether it's me, Zach, or Rich, all teaching the theory stuff, doing the practical demonstrations, and then we'll break out and do lots of practice. So these workshops, with the exception of necessarily the business day, they're going to be very practical, very in-person. So lots of shooting, less teaching and more in-person shooting with us actually, you know, mentoring and coaching in real time. So we'll have the theory stuff to make sure that we get the foundations and then we'll break out into those four groups and do a lot of hands-on actual shooting. And honestly, like you're going to be building a portfolio from this workshop. So it's going to be really cool. I'm excited about it. I think, I think on the business one, I'm actually building the itinerary. So I get to say it, even if I don't, I'm not afraid of getting in trouble. I think for the business one, we should take some like killer headshots of these folks for their website. Mm. That, that would be like a really cool, like, you know, whether it's indoor, outdoor, it's a really sick pick for the website for you business folks. Because Zach yeah, teaches you, you, you need to show them who you are. They can get good pictures from Zach. They can get good pictures from Josh. They can get good pictures from Rich. But they can only get David Molnar with David Molnar. So you kind of have to show that off. As you know, seclusive and reclusive as you are, you do have to show the people who you are. So that could be really fun to do as I make the itinerary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Rich, we just had some amazing new courses come out that just dropped. We did. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, who, 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 go ahead. What were you going to say? Ladies first. That's why I'm letting you. As call. I was going to say. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no, uh, I just want to know who in the audience, who in the crowd, if you're in TPM, let me know you're in TPM. If you're not in TPM, the photo mentorship, I'm almost more curious about that. Like if you're just here checking it out, but the photo mentorship is our online community where photographers are growing and learning together. And it's somewhere where we make courses. If you ask Chris Ellison, we make courses all the time. Uh, this year, I think we're dropping 12 full-length courses inside yeah. the photo mentorship. And that's amazing because no matter if you want to be a landscape photographer, um, a portraiture photographer, a wedding photographer, a real estate photographer, you have all the tools and training that you need to be the photographer you're supposed to be. So um, – if you're not in TPM, I'm curious, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to play a trailer of our brand new course. And if you are in the photo mentorship, this course is, you can stream this right now um, inside your membership. So I'm going to play that real estate trailer. If that's okay with you, David, please go for it. Let's play. I got to play the right one. 
AJ Slowiak with the Photo Mentorship. Welcome to Real Estate Photography 101. This course is your one-stop shop for getting into real estate photography. Whether you want to get going as an all-out pro, or you simply want to take better pictures of your own home for fun, this course has you covered. We'll discuss the gear you need, your camera settings and best practices, but more importantly, photography is storytelling. Real estate photography is so much more than taking snapshots of a house. We're telling the story of what it might be like to live in that house, to raise your children there, to build a life, a future. Just like weddings, portraits, sports and landscapes, real estate photography can be difficult. It takes a lot of patience, practice, time and commitment. I know it can be stressful if you don't know what you're doing. But in this course, I'll make sure you have everything you need to nail it and take amazing pictures every single time. That's our brand newest, our most brand new, our most new, our newest course, Real Estate Photography with PJ. He did a phenomenal job. I'm excited for 201 and the business, the business real estate photography course. <laughs> Leanne said, TPR in the house. I'm also at work. So shh, I'm supposed to be doing an estate tax return. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. Hey, there was a question a few minutes ago. I'm going to see if I can pull it back up. Um, someone was asking about a lens. My lens. Brenda Stewart was asking best glass. If you guys have a question, we're going to stick around for a few minutes and answer some questions for you guys. Let's um, do it. All right. So Brenda Stewart said best glass to begin with for a Canon. Mm. Um, mm. I like plexiglass personally. No, I'm just kidding. Um, mm. So she said, I think she said have a kit lens right now. So the issue with the kit lens, all right. So this is the Canon kit lens that most likely you have, which is the EFS 18 to 55. Not sure which camera you have. If you have like a Rebel T7 or something like that, it actually comes with this kit lens. And it's a good lens for outdoors. It's an inexpensive lens. It's pretty cheap, so I'm not going to knock it, but it's good for outdoors on a bright sunny day. What it's not good for is indoors or in low light situations. So the lens that Rich and I always recommend, and all the TPMers are going to probably just start commenting this in a second, but is the 50 millimeter, which is also called the Nifty 50, all right? The 50 millimeter 1.8. Um, it's historically been around $100, $125 lens. Uh, with inflation, I don't know what it is at the moment, maybe 150 but it's a phenomenal lens. If you're getting the, the RF version, which is a little bit newer technology to go with like an EOS RP or an R6 or an R5 or something, um, then it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive. But this lens is phenomenal. And the reason it's so phenomenal is because, let me see if I can pull up, looking for, there it is. Yeah, Rich showing it. It's the lens that can teach you photography. It's the lens we choose to use to help kind of explain and teach you guys everything that we have to offer. Yeah, so this is the very first camera I ever had. A lot of you guys have seen me pull this up. Pull this up. It's my dad's camera that he gave me so I could learn photography. Um, and, you know, I'm going to pull this up big screen. All right, so here's the deal. This is a large hole inside a lens, and this is a very small hole inside the lens. See how it's getting larger? 
okay? That is called the aperture. We teach you all about this in the Master Your Camera 101 course. But long story short, when it's a larger hole like this, it does two really essential things. It lets in a lot more light. And it just makes sense. A larger hole would let in more light and a smaller hole would let less light in. So that's really easy to kind of comprehend, okay? So when you're worried about like shooting in low light situations and all those things, then you want a lens like this that will let extra light in because the truth is that this lens right here has a maximum aperture size of somewhere like this. And so it's essentially like tying a hand behind your back when you're trying to fight, okay? You're not giving yourself enough leeway to be able to let enough light come in for those situations. The other thing, let me see if I can get my focus back on my eyes. The other thing that a lens like this does where the kit lens will not do, like I said, it's good to start out with this, but there's a lot of tricks and stuff that we teach in photography, like that blurred background, which is what I'm about to talk about, that is tricky to do on a lens like this. So, you know, it's like I said, it's like tying a hand behind your back in a UFC fight or something. Um, but when you have a large hole or a large opening like this, okay, this is a large aperture. When you have a large opening like that, what happens is the background is blurry. In fact, <clears throat> I'm shooting with a very similar lens to that right now. Notice how the background is blurry right now? Notice how it's blurry on me? If I scoot back, If I scoot back, you can see more of the background because the focus is actually changing. But when I come really close to the camera like this, you can see that since I'm shooting at f2.2, which is a large size opening, that opening is about this size, right about there, all right? That is what's creating the shallow depth of field or the blurred background. So the reason, the reason that we don't recommend a lens like this is because it's hard for low light stuff. Now it's fine for outlight, outside, but it's not good for blurring the background. And it's not good for low light situations. Let me also, uh, just for fun, I'm going to show you, this is going to make it dark. I'm going to show you what that lens would do. Okay. Switch, I, auto ISO real quick. That'll help. I know. I know. Hold on. Hold on. So that lens in the same situation would do this. Okay. And I don't know if you can tell, but the background is more crisp. I look super dark, obviously. Okay. So this is like the same, you know, like when you use that kit lens, it basically diminishes that much light. Okay. So then I would have to compensate. And you guys have watched Master Your Camera. You guys know I'd have to compensate with something like ISO a whole lot to get it back to looking correct. Because your images will get grainy. And what happens when you start doing that, when you zoom in on the photo, so this lens, whereas it's okay for outdoors, it actually, you know, is not a great lens for shooting indoors and all those different things. All right. So the nifty 50, I'm going to be way too bright. That's perfect. Okay. You look great. I look great. I look like a, never mind. Uh, the nifty 50 is a fantastic inexpensive lens to be able to really learn photography and thrive on and take those gorgeous shots and low lighting and also blur the background so you can have those professional looking portraits and word of caution there. And I know I'm talking on and on about this, but, um, gosh, if I, I'm trying to line up this Nikon. There we go. I'm so used to Canon, um, word of caution there. When you get a nifty 50 lens like this, it doesn't zoom in or zoom out. So you're actually stuck with the, with the zoom that's on a lens like this, okay? Because it doesn't, it doesn't zoom in and it doesn't zoom out. So you have to physically use your body to get further 
or closer from your subject to change your composition. Mm -hmm. So that is the benefit of an inexpensive lens like this is that you can actually use um, you know, a zoom to zoom in and out. There you go. End rant. Zoom with your feet, baby. Zoom with your feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rich, how did you do with, with Hurricane Ian? Um, it was really, really, really windy Friday and like rainy. And then Saturday, the sun broke through a little bit. It was just windy. It was kind of like a typical, it was a really weird storm, but I, it was, I'm on the east side of it. So we got a lot of the rain, if that makes sense. And historically, if you look at the, uh, the swirl of a hurricane, most of the rain is on the east side of the storm. True or false? Mr. David. That's it's true. It true. Mr. I was reading, I was reading some other, um, questions. Um, I was reading some other questions here. Okay. Um, here is a, uh, for Hannah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but don't I don't be I've afraid. Loved your name. Afraid. Afraid. Um, looking for a next camera model. I have an old T five. I, so that's essentially an older version of this, but the T five, I, the screen can actually pop out. Uh, whereas the rebel, uh, unless it's the I version, the screen doesn't pop out and rotate. Freezing food. Yeah. Um, is RP good for freezing food midair? What's the, what's the frame rate on the RP? It's not remember? super fast. I would say, hmm, decisions. Is it like, it's only like three frames. It's, it's, it's the weakest of them. Hold on. And then I think RP. it's at least seven or eight frames a second, right? Looking at it's five frames per second. Is it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, even with digital or is that just analog or like, there's no, there's uh there's, there's no, no, there's only there, digital yeah. shutter on that one. It's only digital shutter on that one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the R6 is going to be able to shoot faster. I forget what it is off the top of my head. And then the R5 as well. I think it has like 20 frames a second, but the R5 is really expensive. I honestly think the RP would be fine for you um, because it's a thousand dollar camera. It's phenomenal. It's full frame. The quality is absolutely stunning and it may only shoot five frames a second, which is still a lot compared to what Rich and I started out with. Um, but you know, getting those high frame rates, you're going to have to spend more on a camera. Now there are the new, like R seven, R seven, yeah. R 10, but they have crop sensors and they probably have a faster, you know, usually they're more for sports photographers and stuff like that. Um, yes. and full disclosure, I haven't shot one of those yet, but I hear good things about them, but yeah. they're, they're crop sensors. So I don't like them as an all around camera. They're more like True. specific for shooting like sports and stuff like that, where you want maybe wildlife where you want to zoom up on something really far away. Yeah. Um, but they are going to have a faster frame rate. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I like your idea of the RP. It just does shoots. It depends on how often you're shooting moving food. What a, what a great question. Like you, you deserve an award for this mm -hmm. question. Cause the, the moving food, moving midair. Like, I just want to get that printed out and put it in my office somewhere. Yeah. Like the, the R six and R five are definitely way faster. They're over twice as fast and they have an electronic one. That's even faster. So I would try to stretch for that R6 if you can do it. Oh, yeah, but I mean, the, the R6 is... Where's he at? Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for all the, all the text. It's funny because there's so many cameras that come out. And when you have something really specialized, this is where it actually matters what camera. You know, if you're trying to yes. shoot something really specific, this is where it actually matters. A lot of people ask me, like, which camera should I get? I'm like, well, what are you trying to do? Like, and what's your budget? Because there's mm. all sorts of different things. Um, Matthew, have you shot with the R7 or the R3? Is the R10? Is that new one that R10, just came out? I think. 10. Yeah. Um, so 12 frames per second with the mechanical shutter and 20 frames with the electronic shutter. So you can shoot super fast. So that's really 
It's really, yeah, it's super great. Um, but yeah, it's going to be faster than Canon R five. I mean, T five to be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the jump from I the, think. from the, from the, from the T5 to the RP is going to be mind blowing. Like the, the level's better camera. It's phenomenal, you know? Um, but it's not super, super fast. So that's the, that's the trade off there. There you go. Truth. It's the same. That's so funny. Yeah. The T5, it's the same as the RP. Yeah. FPS, but technology, you're getting a lot more technology. All right. Next question. Do you have a question for us? Oh, there were some questions in there. I didn't know if you were looking, if you were on the, uh, if you were in the core in the channel, um, Carol Andrus says, what flash should I get for my Nikon D eight fifty? Your Nikon D eight fifty is the best camera ever made in low light. I'm just going to say a really bold statement right there and say that your camera is the best low light camera that has ever, ever, maybe ever been made. People love that thing. Um, but I will say, if you're looking for a flash, I would recommend getting a Godox TT TT 600. Um, it is a really inexpensive flash, and it just works. Um, so that's my answer to that. I don't know if somebody in... Uh, Steve, Steve Weibel's here. He is our resident Nikon user. Um, do you have a Godox TT 600? And what do you think about it? Let me know. Let me know. Um, ooh, David, this is a great question. I'm going to ask you because I think I know the answer. It is from Farah. Fruck. Do you prefer soft boxes or beauty dishes? It depends. Um, I prefer. Correct answer. Uh, I prefer uh, octa boxes even over soft boxes for my key light, which is the main light hitting the face. And the reason for that is that it's, it's circular. I mean, it's octagonal, which is eight sides, of course, but it's circular. So it looks a little bit more natural in the eye. Um, the beauty dish is also circular and can be phenomenal and it can be great for a specialty light. All right. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really depends on what you're going for. In fact, we're going to be teaching some of this stuff in that workshop. But let me let me see if I can find a photo with a beauty dish. Um, uh, actually, you know, it's interesting. This shot right here was shot with a beauty dish, I believe. Um, and you can see kind of the, the high-powered direct light there. Um, it also is really good for, let me go back to beauty up here. Uh, this shot of Chelsea Axe. So notice how there's light fall off. Like there's there's light on her face here, but then there's fall off. You're seeing her abs, but it's darker the lower you get, right? Because the key light is hitting a specific area. It's a smaller light that's directional. It's hitting a specific area of her of her face, and then it's kind of fading. The shadow is is happening. The fall off is like going down. Okay, so it depends on what you're trying to do with with lighting. If you want to try to light everything, then I would use a big, you know, octabox. Like I think in this situation, I'm trying to light her full body in this situation. So I'm probably using a large Elenchrome box. And actually, same thing here. I wanted a very large. You can see, look in the catch light, look in the light in her eyes. You can actually see a very circular thing up at the top left corner of her eyes. That's a big octabox. Um, Trying to think if there's any other things. This one might have been a 
Um, it's probably a small Octobox. So it really just depends on what you're trying to go for. Is that and a good answer for you? Yeah, the, the answer is, is it depends. Like modifiers yeah. are such like a are such a big part of lighting. Um, like the light mm -hmm. is important, but you can do a lot with that light depending on how it's modified. Um, mm -hmm. So modifiers are kind of where things get like super technical, but we always love questions like that. Hey, I'm going to answer this. So Deanna Hennessy said, I want to upgrade from a crop sensor to a full frame Canon uh, camera. And, you know, like it's essentially the same thing before. I think the Canon RP is that it's the thousand dollar brand new, you know, technology. It's incredible. I say brand new. It is a couple years old, but it's a phenomenal camera. And, um, and the focusing is absolutely stellar on it. And it's a phenomenal price point for upgrading. You know, I guess the only caveat is like, if you're really trying to shoot really high, you know, five frames a second is still a lot, you know, like it's still a lot, but if you're trying to shoot something really special, like a uh, real specialty, like, you know, some really fast sports or some, or like the Eagle flying, then, you know, you might want to, might want a more expensive camera with, um, that can shoot at a higher frame rate, but five frames a second is still a lot. I know we get, we're going to knock it because there's options to go to 20 frames a second with like, you know, with the R5 or something like that. But the RP is still a phenomenal thing. Now yeah. it does take a different type of lens. What's the difference between the original lenses that were on? The um, so the, the original ones are called EF, uh, EF mount. And it's just, it's, mm -hmm. it's actually the technology that clicks the lock lens, lens in. And the new mm -hmm. one is RF. And David, I don't know if you know about this. I'm going to, I might blow your mind. Canon is talking about not supporting any other brand RF lenses. So they're saying if you have an RF lens, like Sigma, Tamron, Takina, all these lenses that Canon software will not allow it to work. So that is huh. something to think about as you guys are getting cameras. That's like a big debate in the industry right now. It's all over blogs and stuff. But um, for like 20 years, Canon had EF lenses. And now they have RF lenses, which do not fit. But Canon has this beautiful EF to RF adapter, and it freaking works. As somebody who has worked with Sony and the adapter did not work, it is amazing that I David could like David's lens in his hand that he just took off. That was like a pretty expensive lens. It was a 16 or 17 or probably $1,800 lens. And then, you know, but it's the, it's the older version. It's the EF version. The RF is the newer version. And I don't even have that one, um, but it requires the adapter. So if I take a new camera like the R6, which we actually gave one of these away to Brittany Crane a few weeks ago, um, this lens will not fit. It doesn't no matter what you do. Doesn't matter what you do. So you need this hundred dollar adapter. Okay, it's real it simple. It's actually see through, right? Um, you need this hundred dollar adapter to add. This is an EF to RF converter or RF to EF. You know, so I put that on which there, way and you're then going. I and then, I, and then it doesn't go both ways. By the way, unlike Rich. So, anyways, uh, what you can do is you can connect it. And then now you can make those lenses work. So everything works full manual focus or autofocus. Everything works in that lens. So I like can, it yeah, be. it's really like a lot of my lenses are still the EF lenses because they're phenomenal. I'm heavily invested in it. Um, but if you just have like $100 lens or something, then I would just start buying RF lenses moving forward. But if you yeah. buy the $100 adapter, then you can, you can convert any of your previous lenses to that new one. Yeah. With that said, I do not believe David is going to buy any EF lenses. I think David's done purchasing new EF lenses. He's just able to bring his old lenses with him. Correct. That's correct. Because I, I have like, 
I don't know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars worth of EF lenses. That I mean, some of them are fifteen years old that I you know shot hundred weddings on, and they're still phenomenal lenses. And I can buy a hundred dollar adapter to make yeah. those lenses. So work, one yeah. thing, one thing we do, like when we teach our master your camera course, um, we teach the entire course from an, a cheap Canon, Sony, Nikon, a middle range Canon, Sony, Nikon, or an expensive. Canon, Sony, or Nikon. And the beautiful thing about what our teaching is, is with a, about a $200, $300 setup, we can teach you photography. Um, of course, is a Ferrari better than a Toyota Corolla? Yes. But it's just not, you're not comparing the same thing. You, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, they're both cars that drive you somewhere. If you give David Molnar a kit lens, which costs Canon about $7 to make, by the way. True. If you give David story. Monar a kit lens and a Canon XTI from 15 years ago, because he knows how to use his camera, he can take an amazing picture. Um, and that would be like a fun, we should do that challenge sometime, like where we have a model, David, and we shoot the same focal distance, but like one of us has really good gear and one of us has really crappy gear. And it's just like, we just post the pictures just to show the camera doesn't make you a better photographer. It can have heated seats and self-driving and all this cool new technology like a car. Cause that's all the camera does. It's just better because it's newer, it's faster. But at the end of the day, if you know how to drive a car, it doesn't matter. Okay. That was a really weird analogy, but it's, it's the same thing. If you put, who's a NASCAR driver or a race car driver, if you put Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt, if you put Dale Earnhardt into um, the cheapest rental car on the lot, he's going to drive that thing to its peak performance because he knows what he's doing. And that's exactly what our teaching does. Our teaching teaches you no matter what gear you have, how much it costs, you know how to use it at the end of the day. Cause that's, what's missing. Yeah. I, I am into the back end of the photo mentorship right now. Some of you guys haven't seen this, but we have a whole area called courses, you know, um, we have featured courses like, for instance, you just saw the real estate photography course. You can click here and, um, and it'll go straight to the, the real estate photography course. You can go ahead and start that. But in the courses area um, here. Of course. You can, of course. Here's the new look, the wedding photography 101 course. Um, and let me see if I can find the master camera 101 course. Because we have a 201 and a 101. In this course, it's saying I'm 100% complete. You can actually change the camera. See this down here? You can change the camera from you know and so watch all the lessons rich and i taught this course nine times pain in the nine ass. times pain in the ask ask pain in the ask yeah yeah it was a pain <laughs> in the ask us a lot of questions about it because you know it's good uh, but you can actually so you can watch these lessons and so right now it's going to populate the lessons from a canon t7 perspective but if you change the camera to let's say a nikon um and then you change the model to uh which one of the ones we shot it from? Eight, 50, eight, 850 is what the one somebody just asked a question about. Do the 850. So now we, you know, we switched to the 850. It's going to take a second, but then it's going to, it's going to essentially convert all the lessons. So it says reloading. Yeah, and now it it's going to pop, now it's going to repopulate like the aperture practical lesson here um, with, you know, us shooting the lesson from a Nikon D850. So it's pretty incredible because honestly, I think it's the best, you know, camera 101 course in the world because regardless of which type of camera brand you have or camera you have, 
then you there's a camera here that looks very close to your camera, if not identical to your camera. So you can learn the lessons from a camera that looks just like yours. So it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. So if you're wondering like, hey, I'm upgrading from the T5. Well, we shot all the lessons from the T7 perspective. So the <laughs> T5 and the T7 work very similar, but you're like, but I'm going to upgrade to the RP. You know, well, cool. Well, we actually shot a whole, like all of the lessons also from the Canon RP. So you can watch them all for that perspective. If you're switching camera brands from Nikon to Sony, well, we taught them all from three different Sony lessons. We taught them all from three different Nikon, three different Canon. So that's the, one of the really cool things about that is we teach you all those lessons yeah. step by step from each of those brand perspectives and in, in a high mid grade and, and low end version of each of those cameras. Yeah. I never thought about that. People jumping ship to the other one. Like, yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of cool. I did that once professionally. It was painful. I was like, uh, so it's cool that the the system's dynamic enough to, you know, cause learning something online is, you know, can be tricky, but when we're holding a camera and we're like, this is how you change your aperture, you hit the AV button and then the front dial. And it, it's a camera that looks just like yours. It makes it so much better and so much easier to finally like learn and understand your camera settings. Yeah. So real quick, um, for Hannah, I know she's, they're talking back and forth. I honestly think the RP is going to be the right camera for you. All right. Like, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, but I think it's going to be the right camera for you. Five frames a second is still plenty. So what you need to make sure you're doing is shooting at a fast enough speed to freeze the motion. Okay. So the, so we could be talking about different things here. Um, mm -hmm. how many frames is, how many pictures can you take in a second? It can take five. That's still a lot of pictures in a second. I know it's, yeah. One quarter as many as 20, uh, what this $4,000 camera can do. I get that, but you're still going to be able to do it. So what, what you might need to do is do it a couple times, you know, go, you know, you're shooting in the, you know, the multi-shot mode, five frames a second. You're going to get a lot, shoot at a fast yeah. enough shutter speed to freeze that motion. The Canon RP is going to be great. You know? Yeah. Unless you're shooting like sports professionally, you know, like I think that's because that, that this is an interesting debate, like side happening. So I, I agree yeah. with David. And also I'll say um, you can go to lensrentals.com and you that's can true. rent it. You can rent it for a day or two, see if it's fast enough. And um, if you use promo code TPM15, you get 15% off your rental and we don't get a dollar of that. That's just savings that we pass straight to you guys. Lensrentals.com promo code TPM15. M one five. Somebody will put that in the chat, but um, I would highly suggest renting gear before you buy it, especially if you're not sure or buy it on Amazon and then return it. I know that's like very taboo, but I return stuff on Amazon almost as much as I buy stuff on Amazon. <laughs> True or false, uh, hey, no comment. Um, here's, here's an illustration of when I actually needed like 20 frames a second. Mm. All right. Um, you weren't on this shoot, right, Rich? You didn't come. I was not. I, thanks a lot. Um, but anyways, this is this is a, a time when we were actually throwing stuff really fast and we actually needed 20 frames a second. Okay. Um, but most of the time, you know, and we were also shooting strobes that could shoot 20 frames a second. All right. Um, and we were freezing because there's no Photoshop in this picture. It's all hundred percent in camera. Okay, so this is an illustration of when you'd need, you know, need to do that. And by the way, can I just say this? I did not own the camera. I rented it from Lens Rentals for the day to shoot this. So you can get the RP, which is going to be phenomenal for like 
almost everything you want to shoot. And if for some reason you have a shoot that's like, oh my gosh, I have to shoot 20 frames a second for this super high speed thing. Well, that's when you can rent or borrow a camera for a day. Okay. Because this is like, I've, I've never done this again. I would like to, cause it was really hmm. fun, but like I did, I didn't, I think I rented a 5,006. I forget what it was a Canon. One DX Mark three. One DX Mark. I don't know which, I forget which camera. That's just my guess. That's just my guess. Yeah. It was, it was a phenomenal camera. Okay. But I rented it for the day and I've never needed it's like specialty stuff again. So just, you know, Word of the way, you don't have to spend two and a half times because the Canon RP is a thousand bucks. The Canon R6 is phenomenal. It's 2,500 bucks. It's two and a half times what the RP is. So just word of, you know, word of wisdom there. It is great to try stuff out. Um, yeah. And here's, uh, here's Brittany Crane who actually won the camera a few weeks ago. Um, Brittany. That's awesome. Brittany, Congrats thank again. you. Thank you for, you know, still being yeah. here. That's a, it's so cool to watch like people like, or like people will run into like, you gave me a camera two years ago. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Look at Cody. Rich, you got another hey, question? Cody, Co got another question for us? Co Cody's a dad. Cody, congrats on being a dad. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Cody, congrats, man. That's the first one I've seen him on in a minute. I hope the baby's not colicky and I hope that, uh, Ooh. I, I hope that life is treating, treating you well, my friend. Um, here, let me stop yeah. sharing this. It's a cool picture, but it's not that not that cool. Um, all right, let's see. Well, let's go through a couple more questions here, and then we will jump to some giveaways. Um, Ari said, Ari Chandler, great name. Um, what would you recommend in getting recommend for getting started in macro photography? A macro lens. You, you no, can go ahead uh, and no. That. Uh, so it depends, Ari. There, there's two schools of thought here. It depends on how much money you want to spend. There's actually three schools of thought. Um, my favorite lens in the whole world, my actual favorite lens is the Canon 100 millimeter macro 2.8 lens that David's about to grab. Um, it is a $900 lens and I have used that for portraits and details. Um, I've used that lens more than anything. If you went to my personal Instagram account for my business, uh, I would venture to say that 80% of the pictures you see on there are taken with that 100 millimeter macro lens. Um, it's just a workhorse of a lens. I love it. Um, David's going into a storage to look for it. Um, that's what I would suggest is your best option. Your second best option is, um, this is all Canon recommendations because I'm a Canon shooter. Um, the, the Canon 35 millimeter lens that I'm using right now for my web camera is actually a macro lens. So this 35 millimeter that costs $300 is a macro lens. And I have used that in the field for taking pictures of rings and stuff. And then last option, crappiest option is there's all these things you can screw on your lenses, but they don't work. So I would suggest if you really want to get into macro photography, um, there's a, usually one around the 100 focal length, like Nikon's is 105, Sigma, Sigma's is 105. I think Sony's is 105 too. Um, or like somewhere around the 35. So yes, Amy Lee, you're absolutely right. It's the best lens I've ever used. I love it. It's so fast. I love it because I can be taking pictures of a ring and then the bride walks in and I can still get a great shot of her, or I can use that same lens for a portrait. Um, so that's my answer to you. I found this on the web. <laughs> it's like, shut up Siri. Um, I actually don't know where my hundred millimeter macro is, but it's phenomenal. And it's actually you probably great for portraits. You'll blame too. me for stealing it. I bet. 
Yeah, I think I think he must have he must have stolen it. So that's awesome. Uh, hey, okay. let's 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 do some. Let's do you some, have another question, or you want to do some no, giveaways I ready, now? I was ready to give some giveaways, man. Okay, you're awesome. Yelling, you're yelling at me. All right. So, what do you want to give away first? Just to repeat, Tammy Brawl said, "What is the best thousand dollar camera to buy? The Canon RP. If you're a Canon person, it's the Canon RP. And if, if you're a Nikon, I just, if, if I just, if you're a Nikon I just person, bought it for my wife, by the way." No, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Now, say if you're a Nikon, like here's why we like Canon number one is the biggest dog in the game right now. Um, just market shares. They're selling and buying and making more cameras than anybody else. Um, they also have like that's there's not a Nikon camera at that price point. Like you can't like you're going to have to spend at least 800 more, more dollars to get something comparable um, with Nikon. So mm -hmm. if you're a Nikon user, you might have to spend like two grand to get a great camera. And I would say um, look for if you're a Nikon user, look at a Nikon Z6, Z6 II. Um, just make sure you're buying a new one. But yeah, anyway, let's give away some stuff. What do you want to give away first, memory cards or book? Uh, let's give away memory cards. Remember, remember card. Um, mm -hmm. The first winner, I'll let you do it, David. I'm not afraid. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, the first winner... <laughs> I think the team picks, picked the person who asked the best question. Uh, but the first winner of the 128 gigabyte memory card is Farhana Afrid. Farhana? Farhana. Farhana? Yeah. Congrats. Somebody will reach out to you and they'll mail you a card. Yeah. And the second winner is Farouk Jiva. Jive. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but Farouk Jive. So congrats. You've also won a 128 gigabyte memory card and a signed book by yours truly. New goes to, book. I need goes one. to, you need one. That's how I have Actually, a funny story. Goes to Rich, you want. goes to Rich Coleman. Um, <laughs> I tried to send some, some books home. I wanted to, I want you to give it to my photography teacher, Mr. Binkley, I but the next, the, the signed book goes to Ashley Hamilton. Congrats, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley Hamilton, congrats. I got so mad at you that I actually just returned your book. I, I, I meant to take a picture. The, your book came to my house so damaged. It was like the box was messed up. The book really? was messed up. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Amazon's giving me a new one. I just thought it was funny. Like It came like four days later than it was supposed to, and it was freaking mauled. S someone else said that, that their book was damaged. I'm sorry. You know, that's okay. Like that's... Amazon's great about it with returns. It was easy. Yeah. If it is damaged, don't don't leave me a bad review on my book, but just get it swapped out with it's Amazon. It's UPS's fault. I know. It's 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 like I've seen people do that before, where they're like, the they're like the product's great, but like it was damaged. It had they a leave a review, on it. and it's yeah, like you realize that's yeah. not that's that's not like complaining to Amazon. That's just like hurting the the product creator. The seller. Yeah, because um, yeah. yeah, and it's it's Amazon's fault. So just get it replaced. So all right, congrats to all you guys. Y'all are awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you let's let's leave with this we have uh we had one more trailer to show um we just dropped our wedding photography course so we're gonna oh, yeah. let this we're gonna let this play as we head out so check this out we love you guys see ya see you next week shooting a wedding is a huge undertaking and comes with its fair share of stress and responsibility whether it's shooting a wedding for a friend or you want to go professional a lot of photographers are too scared to shoot weddings because they don't want to screw up the most important day in a couple's lives. 
But in our brand new course, Wedding Photography 101, we teach photographers how to not only not screw up a wedding photography shoot, but instead to shoot incredible photos at every single event throughout the entire day. This is more than just taking snapshots at a party. It's telling the story of two people in love and the start of their married lives. Memories to last a lifetime, to be printed, hung up on their walls, and shared with friends online. Not only do we go over all the gear you need and the best camera settings and the best practices, but we teach you all the tricks for planning a wedding so that you can shoot the entire day stress-free, feel like you're in control, and knowing that you're getting fantastic images that will bring tears to the mother of the bride's eyes. This is Wedding Photography 101. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals.